to unemployed actors, to unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. I'm Sam. We have a great show today. We're going to give you a debrief on Lipstick, the play that's finally finished. I say finally, four performances, but anyway, it felt like a long, lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else are we going to do? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, talk about what to do once you've finished your big, fun, fantastic project as an actor because then, you know, you're immediately unemployed again. Um, you got the blues. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, what, what to do uh, immediately after. And... Um, Sammy, you're going to catch up about, uh, well, your film's wrapped. Film is wrapped. Yay. So we wrapped on the 31st. Was it a week. run to the line? Like you literally trying to get everything captured or was it sort of planned no, okay? Well. No, no, no. Okay. The timing was good. But so so I fin- I finished on the 30th. Okay. I left on the 31st in the morning. Yep. Drove back to Sydney. Saw Hamilton on the oh, 31st. Which is, well was done. Because you love your musicals. Yeah, everyone everyone should go see it if you can. And they are expensive tickets. But <laughs> yeah, well, fortunate enough that my parents well, love musicals too. Well done. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's the only place in the world you can see Hamilton at the moment. 100%. Thanks to how well we're tracking in Australia. Sorry to rub it into all our international listeners. No, but, we are uh, doing well. We are doing well. <laughs> the morning after that, I went on a camping trip with the family. Right. And then midway through that, Jess and I went straight back to Newcastle for the rap party. Oh, of course. That's yeah. worth uh, That's worth uh, leaving a oh, family camping environment. <laughs> it was worth it. We got uh, very, very, very drunk. I imagine you did. Drunk. I imagine you um, did. It was great. Headed back to camping and that was a busy weekend. And then got back home and just jumped straight into it. So I, it's good. I just finished working as an art assistant on okay. a shoot. Are you allowed to say which shoot? I am. Okay. It's called it's called wood chips. It was kind of like a it's All an right. afters it was an afters kind of um, short film okay esque kind of commercial for a company like an architectural right. company. So they were commissioned by a company to do this. Yes. And um, away they went. So like a what would you call it then? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like a story. Of yeah, it. yeah. Because I know because there, there there's a word for it. I know there's going to be some corporate speak that's that's there. Uh, <laughs> because you know you you go to these corporate websites and then you're going to have this intro video of how amazing they are, and it's kind of one of those. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I just can't talk about it. But it's it's kind of like <laughs> it's like the life. The life of a door, and it follows this the from the do- tree to the yeah, pretty much to to de- demolition. Um, so that was cool. Okay. I played a little role in it, but did mostly art assisting, and then was thrown in at the deep end and did some sound. Was that was that <laughs> now? Did you get that job through um, the online platform we were talking about earlier about Crew? I got that through uh, Ramon, who was okay. a director I've worked with before, and he was directing this. So right, that was okay. just a personal one. Because I remember you were looking into yeah. this online platform where. For various levels of experience, crew, you can sort of see what's available. Yeah, they're just Facebook groups. Oh, Those okay. Facebook groups, there's like, there's like uh, Australia Needs Crew entry oh, yeah, level yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's Australia Needs Crew professionals yeah. and all that stuff. And speaking of which, I applied today uh, for an art assistant role for on an actual shoot. Um, like a paid one kind of yeah. big one. I don't think I can say which show it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got it. And I'm waking up at 3.45 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. Yay. The but fun. it's going to be fun. That's uh, good. I hope. Big budget? Yeah, I think reasonably big. It's, it's Awesome. Um, I know you can't say it. Yeah, I actually, I actually don't know much about it. But I'm <laughs> it's probably better that it's way. Pretty big. Saves you accidentally saying it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's all it, good experience. It's gonna be fun, good experience. Yeah, just busy, busy at the moment. Okay. Shot a couple uh, self tapes today. 
putting my show reel together, all this stuff. Yeah, all just jump straight hits. back into it. That's good. Much. What about you? Well, I, I, first of all, fun fact, I saw a photo the other day of my old Kung Fu instructor. Okay. Uh, teaching uh, one of his students who happens to be Robert Downey Jr., no way. My separation of anxiety... Separation anxiety. <laughs> Talking about Fred again. Uh, my uh, one degree of separation from Downey. Um, yeah, no. Happen? So, because I learnt um, Wing Chun Kung Fu um, as, a, as a like teenager in Melbourne growing up. It was great. And William Chung and his brother David Chung. So, I learnt mostly from David, but William did all the grading. Mm-hmm. So, he's basically the grandmaster of Wing Chun Kung Fu. Okay. And... So I I got to advanced level and did sparring competition stuff with with the with those two the dynamic duo yep and because uh, William Chung learnt from Ip Man in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and he got uh, Bruce Lee to come across and do kung fu yep uh, when he was doing all these Hong Kong street fighting stuff uh, because it's not a sport like Taekwondo it's it's you know you beat the crap out of people and <laughs> uh, and so there he is in uh, so I've learnt the instructor's name in LA Sifu Eric Oram. Runs the Wing Chun Kung Fu there. He's, I think, uh, yeah, so he's fully... Actually, he was... Fun fact of the fun facts. Yes. So he was one of the youngest at 18 to be deemed instructor level, which is oh, wow. fantastic. Like, to know how many years it took me to, to get to, to, like, advanced level. Like, and it's full... I mean, like, the grading, right, is, like, you have to... Learn, when you get to an advanced level, you not only have to know the techniques at whenever they call it and be able to demonstrate your proficiency in them... Mm. But then the other part of the grading is they put you in the ring and you full on go sparring with someone and um, you've got to be able to be applying those techniques under pressure. So yes. otherwise you won't get your next yeah. next level. I did karate for a little bit. Okay. But that was okay. Same, same, but, yeah, yeah. but different. And then Krav Maga I tried. But and then Krav Maga is pretty brutal. But, pretty um, cool though, yeah. but very, I like to call it efficient Krav Maga. Yes. Uh, but Wing Chun, um, it's all about using the opponent's strength against them, which suited me just fine being the smallest <laughs> in the class. Because uh, <laughs> that's generally what would happen. Um, yeah, good, so, yeah, so there he's uh, visiting various instructors around the world as he does um, and private tuition stuff uh, yeah. with Sifu Eric Oram and good old... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and whoever else they instruct over there in in um, in LA, but it's a great. It's, so he's it, gone then. Yeah, yeah. So because he, he basically the story is right. My dad, my mum met in Canberra. So this is obviously before I was born. Yeah, and he was friends with uh, the brothers because they opened up a restaurant in China, in okay. China, a Chinese restaurant in Canberra. Yeah, uh, before <laughs> they, before they started teaching in Melbourne and opened up the school. Uh, so when I turned up to, to to see if I could learn, because let me explain. Like you've got to be. I think I had to be over. You're over 12 years of age to learn. Okay. So they don't just teach kids. You've got to be able to sort of have some sort of common sense about you um, and be able to put a few um, techniques together. So they, I think, because I was only nine. So David Chung showed me a few moves and then William Chung said, yep, okay, gave me the nod. I'm sure it helped. Not my absolute proficiency, but the fact that friends with my dad. Yeah, probably. But, uh, and, then, and then he also taught an instructor who's now teaching on the Gold Coast who my brother learned from when he was based on the Gold Coast for a while. <laughs> and again, uh, William and my dad caught up um, on the Gold Coast a few years ago. So, um, 
man gets around. Uh, he's 80-something, but he's absolutely formidable. He's like the fastest amount of punches within a minute. The one-inch punch oh, yeah. that um, Bruce Lee was famous for, he's great. for. With, so basically, we'll, we'll put the bottom of the fist on your chest and just punch you and it will push you back. Yeah. Phenomenal stuff. Anyway... Uh, great at parties, so <laughs> but um, but really interesting. So um, uh, it's small world. So I've looked at. It, I'm like that. I know, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is learning martial arts. That looks like that looks like the Wing Chun stance. And hang on a minute, that guy looks familiar. That's William. Ch- I'm like, oh my god, brilliant. That's weird, yeah. Uh, well, when I go to LA, I know uh, to look up see for Eric Oram and start uh, dropping in for some lessons. Oh yeah. Um, I tell you what, it's funny what you remember. But it's been a few years. It's been a few drinks since doing that. Because when I did my uh, one of my stints on Deadly Women, one of the many, mm. um, with oh that's right, the fight scene, and the stunt coordinator happened to learn kung fu, Wing Chun kung fu. Yep. So we got to to play a little bit there, which was fun. I got to do a few extra moves, which is great. While the poor other guy just got to hit the man with the paper hammer. Hit the man with the paper hammer, and just before the just before this action. Um, by the way, with our budget, we've only got one paper hammer, so don't fuck it up. So. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no pressure. Not quite the same budget for like um, you know, ten minute fight scenes and and CGI that they've got yeah. in Marvel World. weapons, probably. <laughs> so we talked about lipstick earlier. Lipstick, the play has finally finished. It, I say finally finished because, oh my God, it was like I had that script for a, over a year now. Yeah, um, like over a year process. And, and, the whole, and the whole purpose, I've, I've talked about it many times, the whole point was to like have, keep it relatively fresh for when I was starting to rehearse. So mm-hmm. that I could, because there's so much physicality to it. Yeah. The blocking is so complicated. Being a fast, it's all super fast paced as well. So you can't sort of muck it up. It's a bit too noticeable. Um, and managed to do that by easily not looking at the script for like six months during the pandemic. <laughs> but then um, come show night, we, it, all, it all came together. There were some moments when I made choices even in the moment that felt right mm-hmm. on stage during the performance. Oh, even, even then still sort of refining and adjusting. And of course, every performance can be slightly different when you've got so many, like there's seven of us all running around literally. Yep. Uh, through various doors and that thing's going to be different each night, um, which allows you... I, I don't look at it as a problem. I look at it as an opportunity to sort of stretch and different and try something a bit different, mm. which is really cool. Props was interesting because the character I played, Hank, is a maintenance guy. Like, a t- Look, he's a landlord. Mm. He's not very good at what he does. He wears a he wears a tool belt and I'm, I'm ready to pack it going like a tradie going, oh, I need these tools. No, I don't. No, it's Hank. Who's trying to fix things? So, yeah. like the biggest feature was like a sponge because <laughs> that's the kind of guy he is. He'll be cleaning up me- more messes, uh, and, fixing and them, yeah. yeah, and 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 just a, I went through a hardware store and spent like ten bucks on all these little bits and pieces, oh, yeah. cool. and make it look somewhat legit. And then, um, thanks to my KFC tradie outfit that I still call a costume, yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, and there was Hank. But also, <laughs> there's a moment where. Okay, so it's a, it's, it's a queer farce where the premise is um, there's two housemates, uh, sorry, Anna's apartment, Mal's there, the best friend. They're, she's having a breakdown while she waits for the friend to arrive, doesn't know if the friend's gay, really likes her mm. and 
the Mal's mum turns up, who's completely off the charts in terms of being able to relate to what's happening in the room. Um, there's Kara, the Mad Ex, who's my, one of my favourite characters for being over the top, yep. coming in and trying to win Anna back. Hmm. Uh, I'm the landlord, it turns out to be the father of the date that turns up, Kelly. Um, and then Rowan had this great, <laughs> actor Rowan, he had this great uh, montage of, because um, there's other guys turning up to meet Mal in the middle of it all mm. and that was Rowan's job okay. and there's one moment where there's a montage he has to play several characters literally the door open closes and he's wearing different outfits oh yeah nice um, wears me out just thinking about it I don't know how he did it but anyway it worked and um, I think <laughs> it was just like it was just one of those things where we all got on really well which is great because it helps right when you're rehearsing a couple of times a week for so long Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean as much as I'd love to have that professional production where we're together nine nine a.m. to five p.m. sort of thing for the, yeah. a few weeks leading up to it, and then away we go. It it was a bit sort of out of sorts, but it did it did come together, and okay. I think that's down to the sort of personalities as well. Yeah, cool. And the director and co-director, so it worked it worked quite well. One moment though, Anna, like this absolute chaos and hilarity on stage. It, nearly every character's on set, and she has to try and break it up. She picks up because she keeps accidentally giving sex toys to people by mm. accident under pressure like mm-hmm. the mum asks her a back scratcher here take this oh shit it's a large dildo oh, it's a real comedy whoops because <laughs> uh, even a cheap laugh's a real laugh right so hey. uh, <laughs> and there's one moment she picks up the drill and she and on the drill is an actual attachment um. and as she pushes the drill it anyway so <laughs> who's got a cordless drill oh Maxie has um, great who has a dildo that can go on the ex- end of the drill well Maxie has no. <laughs> I did end up sourcing it though. I went to this. Did uh, okay, you? so this is a story, I right? Okay, okay, it. okay. So um, this is. <laughs> I go to this sex shop on King Street here in Newtown. Yep. And I'm just walking in like it's any other store, going, okay, where are the dildos? I'm looking at the wall, going, first of all, wow, some of them are quite realistic, sick and, and scarily realistic. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, some of them are quite big, and then, <laughs> and then the, and then I'm kind of standing there going, well, I, I want it to be sort of real to get even the people in the back row to understand what what's happening, yeah, but I don't want it to be too real as to make them recoil in horror, and, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. I want it to be somewhat cartoonish, so I'm having this moment of actually studying the wall because it was quite a wall um, to try and work out what's more appropriate. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I start chatting to the guy behind the counter and uh, we have this great chat and he's like, first of all, best original story I've heard in a long time because I, I told you him I need it for a play on, yeah. and this is the moment, this is the scene. So he takes it out of the packaging and holds it up and goes, well, I don't know, that's very cylindrical. I don't know if it'll actually, you know, I don't know if it's dick enough. So there we are having this very civilized conversation about what's too dick and dick enough and not too cartoonish but not too real. Yeah. And a very serious conversation. And, and as we approached the wall again, ended up upgrade, upgrading me. I went to a different <laughs> model, uh, model that would have done the job uh, better and, and certainly did. Um, and then got a discount for best original stories heard in a long really? time. How no, much was the discount? Normally $5 off a $35 yeah, prop. Um, which, mind you, is tax deductible, and that'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so they're not paying the players? Isn't going to pay? You no, them? no, they have a budget, but it was very small. And to be fair, our production mm. t- 
took up nearly all of the prop budget oh for the other four productions together. Jeez. So, like when you think about it, the different the amount of costumes, um, fitting out an apartment, uh, yeah. just even just a box of sex toys that are randomly Would people be. use it. Like you know, we hi Anne. It's not like we can borrow our friends, right? Everything's got to be yeah. New and sterile and straight out of the packaging. That's true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so anyway, so it was a marvellous conversation and um, got the discount, walked out of the door, quite happy with myself, actually, uh, because I knew how I was going to attach the end of the drill. Basically, just get a drill bit and drill into the base of it and then away we go. Yep. If it falls off during the night, I can fix it and it's even funnier if it does anyway. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, so, <laughs> so, anyway, unfortunately, though, um, I managed to walk out of the sex shop carrying my little brown paper bag um, at the same time school's out. Oh so, got God. to walk about 500 metres home uh, with groups of school children um, making fun that. of me as to what could be in the paper bag. I threatened to show them at one stage. That, that shut them up. Oh, no. Anyway, so I managed to get home without without getting arrested. <laughs> uh, and it was a great prop. It got some cheap laughs. So oh, that's good. Winning. But what, you, you what never know. You actually got like a normal It's pink. On? It's How bright is that pink. meant to look realistic? I'll show you. Hang on. No. Oh, God. Hang on. I'm just Pause. trying to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> you have it line. here. I'm not paying my props here. So, oh, it's in here somewhere. Oh, God. Because I thought you wanted it to look realistic. Well, I want it to show what it is. It's a dildo on the end of a... Yeah. But I want it... I don't know... Too cart- cartoony but suggestive enough. Yeah. Here it is. This is... <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, you know exactly what it is by looking at it. Yeah. But it's not Fred. No. No, Fred. No, Fred not a toy. It's oh, God. Let's. Toy, <laughs> oh, that's just not right. Oh, God. I, uh, I don't want you to take that to the dog park. We'll get questions. <laughs> yeah, funny that would be, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, for those of you listening on the podcast, um, well done on not... not <laughs> Not being able to see it. Um, you have to look at the YouTube channel to see to it, see to it. see what happened. But anyway, um, Fred was getting too close to the sex toy. Anyway, so lipstick that just gives you an idea of what was. <laughs> it was it was ba- crazy. about seventy minutes nonstop, and uh, we had great audiences. Uh, we were really happy, and nice. um, I think the producers are really happy too. I mean, the whole festival was sold out. Yeah, which which is fantastic. I mean, Do we're talking about even? just as restrictions eased for pandemic. To sell out four shows in a festival, I mean, yeah, we were excited. I think it sort of shows two people are just like, you know what, we've got to get out of the house. It also makes sense, like straight after the COVID, like uh, restrictions. Yeah, that it would sell out. Perfect like, timing. Ready to, yeah, it was good timing. We were, we were lucky because I got to say we've postponed it twice already. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the, my costume for lipstick, my KFC tradie costume. Yep. I got to use it again when I did a Mitre Ten shoot. For a hardware store here in Australia, um, I think it was late last year, actually. Yeah, I think you spoke about it. A little yeah, bit. yeah. Um, it uh, one of the videos dropped, which is great, of me building a herb wall. Oh yeah. Um, I sent it to the crew of Lipstick to our cast chat to say, look, he's he's uh, Hank being sensible in his handyman skills. Um, I'm like, also, look how good I, am I? Not not talking about the two guys who are actually doing it all behind the, behind <laughs> behind the, scenes. the scenes. Yeah. And um, I'll share it on I'll share it on the Two Unemployed Actors Facebook page, yeah. Two Unemployed Social, because uh, and the other one coming 
uh, in a couple of weeks' time is the big build, which is me doing a whole outdoor kitchen. That's the one where I really killed myself. Where they're like, "Oh, have you you've used? When's the last time you used a? Um, I don't I can't even know what it's called. Sa- uh, pa- some power tool. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's been a while. You might want to show me again. Just you know, I'm like, oh, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I've put pieces of wood on wrong. I put one on upside down. I, <laughs> I, I drilled something in. The drill went the wrong way. Like oh, stuff that was hard to. Oh, it was, no, it was. <laughs> It, it took a lot of work to make me look like I know what I'm doing, basically. Um, but anyway, without being a hindrance to the shoot either, because you only get time for a few takes. So, yeah. But anyway, um, that aside, what happens is after a big fun project, and with a play, it's such a commitment, right? You know, because you've done mm-hmm. plays, and musicals. Oh yeah. It's like there's so much build up to it, and then you have your run, and then boom. Just, All of a gone. sudden, there's no big project on the horizon. Post show like, blues what? is what we call it. I, I, I like to do all the boring stuff, like, um, like you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, boring stuff. Straight to Sam. Uh, like you're talking <laughs> about the, um, you know, doing your self tapes, updating your show reel, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Even just making sure all the stuff that's dropped while I was doing all the work for the project, um, so even the Mitre 10 stuff, whatever, yeah. is is in updated on my, my showreel stuff, my presenting to camera, my yeah. acting showreels up to date. Um, yeah, have I got the right stimulated. photos up on all it? Because there's like all those online platforms from IMDB to Star Now, the right fit, social media stuff, um, even all LinkedIn. All stuff. I mean, yeah. like... Check it all. I know, there's lots to do. So there was that um, and I'm sitting there updating one and I'm like... It's been a while since I've had a TV say, and no joke, I got a message as I'm th- saying that in one of my voices in my head yep. to the other voice in my head. <laughs> it was a great conversation. Uh, it's been a while since you had a TV say, Max. Mm, that's true. And then I got an e- a message uh, through one of the online platforms saying, can we put you on hold for a TV say? That's for, weird. I'm like, how weird is that? That is weird. Whether I get it or not, I don't know. But hey, that's true. Know, I'm, I'm, I'll sit there and think about it again. <laughs> see yeah. What Actually, no, there's a similar thing. Like the other day, I was like, I haven't heard from my agent in a while. And then I got a text from him saying, I've been shortlisted yeah. for TVC. And I was like, yeah, similar idea. It's, so it's cool. weird how the universe I know, works. right? Um, and the other point I'd like to make too is just to be clear on buyouts and stuff. Because I know I've said in the past, um, not unlimited, not in perpetuity, but yep. like to put a limit on it. So, have you, I mean, she's like, give me a call, blah, blah, blah. And I knew straight away, I'll just, if, if there's a phone number, I always like to call because you yep. get so much more information. Yeah, sure. Um, so, having a conversation and she talked about how the client normally uses the creative for one to two years. Um, and because it did say in perpetuity, like full buyout. Oh, yeah, right. It's easier, right? And you get more bang for your buck. Yeah. But you. from my perspective... Uh, no, I want to get paid every time you use it. Yeah. And if you can, if you can, if the campaign's going to last one or two years, great. If it's a great campaign, you want to use it again while I get paid again. So I said, um, okay, well that sounds great. If if the, if the client, if your client um, is looking to use it for like one to two years, then there shouldn't be an issue putting a two year use usage in it. It's yeah. like, oh no, that should be fine. Like, I mean, if you don't ask, yeah, you don't get. Yeah. Um, what's it, so the time frame? Um, and um, the budget, uh, and then, you know, is it like a more a featured extra role than having lines, all that sort of stuff. Most of the time, um, when you just let them talk about the project and the client, they've answered 80% of your questions anyway, which is great. Yep. Um, but don't be afraid to put your foot down and go, 
oh, okay, well, if the, if the client's campaigns only last that long or, or would you w- would the client be okay with a 12-month usage or, you know, happy to put that in writing, whatever. Don't be afraid to say that. Yeah, 100%. Because they, this is the sort of stuff that they talk about all the time with their clients and yep. with talent. And then um, if they come back with a no, then that's your decision to make. Exactly. If you d- want to do it, which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. Or if you don't want to do it. Exactly. Also um, fine. But make sure you ask because sometimes we're just so grateful for the opportunity. Um, we're too busy saying yes to, to read between the lines. <laughs> make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and social media and follow us on YouTube. I'm Max. I am Sam. And you've been listening to Two Unemployed <laughs> Actors. Bye. See ya. Two unemployed actors. You've been listening to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. I'm Sam. And make sure you listen out for... Oh, that was horrible. Just let me do that again. I'm going to listen to me today. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podca- podcast. Oh, fuck. Let's start the whole thing again. That's what you've been listening to. <sighs>